Hello out there, it's Keisha again, the host of Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast, and i like to welcome you again to one of our little 30-minute weekly chats, and um, I do apologize that um, you didn't get anything last week, really. I was down on my equipment, and now I'm back in business. With a new phone, and now I can uh, do the things that I love, which is becoming my favorite hobby now, doing these imperfectly perfect podcasts. So, if you are a first time listener, thank you and welcome. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for coming back. I would love it if you give me. A rating on this podcast and subscribe. I would love to hear from you. Today's subject is Do you know your humanity? The last couple of weeks, we, I have touched upon being called a racist as well as what it's like to be black, in my perspective, using the Georgia law about voting, as well as the case, court case that is going on now, concerning the death of George Floyd. I'm going about 30 minutes or so, give or take the intro and outro, and um I just wanted to talk about, do you know your humanity? This has been a subject I've been rolling in my mind for a while now. And uh, the thing about humanity, as we define it in the dictionary, is the state of being human, the state of being alive, if I'm paraphrasing. But what is humanity to you? I often think about how other people see me. I am, given to take last week, I am a black woman of a certain age who have lived in the northern part of our country, who has been friends to all sorts of people from different creeds, colors, and races have dated different men, different races, creeds, and races as well as religion. So I do not see myself as an expert in humanity. I see myself as an expert in my humanity. How I want to define myself in this world. How I want the world to perceive me. But I'm often curious how people see their humanity, especially ones who take it upon themselves to discriminate against others or to lower others' shine, dulling their shine, dulling their sparkle to make them seem higher in the world. And um, the reason why this has been brought up in my mind is because I've been watching 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like a lot of people in this world has. And uh, I looked at the, at the first four episodes and they are touching on tones and subject matters about how we define humanity, how we define who we are in this world. And in episode two of this podcast, I just decided that I wanted to know how people define their humanity. In the show, it touches upon racial overtones and how we see each other as humans. And the first thing people see is our color. Whether you're white, purple, black, orange, or yellow, or high yellow, as some people may say, we see each other by our color. We don't look into each other's hearts or souls because we don't want to know that. We only see what you represent. So that even means if you dress in grunge, dress in goth, follow the MCU, or like to cosplay. We only see the outside of people. We don't see what is important to people, what makes them human. And I don't know how we can change that outside of having conversations. But being that we are so scared to get to know people the way in that basic level, we just want the surface. We don't want to get deep. That is scary to a lot of people. And it's scary enough to say, I am not all right. I am a person who is in need of companionship or a listening ear. So our humanity comes out in so many ways. We withdraw from people. We put ourselves to helping people more than we should because we're not taking care of ourselves. Or we just look at the surface of things. And in this show, we see this coming about because it's like Sam, who is the Falcon, and Bucky, who is the Winter Soldier, in case you don't follow this series on Disney+, Plus, is taking the stance of humanity. How do you define your humanity? And what is conflicting them on finding their humanity is the world doesn't see their humanity. In the light of Bucky, they see him as a weapon. And he's trying to show that he's not a weapon. He's a human with feelings and emotions that other people will not see. Because they only see him as a weapon. Sam, a.k.a. the Falcon, has similar issues as well. But they don't see him as a weapon. They see him as a black man. Never mind that he has done all this stuff to save the world countless countless times. He's just a black man. 
And this is shown in the very first episode when him and his sister Sarah go and get a try to go and get it alone to save the family boat and the family house. And the first thing the bank loan officer is like, Oh, I recognize you. Are you a football player? Are you a basketball player? And those of us who are black and tall, especially of the male persuasion, that's the first thing anybody tells us. And when I say anybody, I do mean black, white, or indifferent. Oh, you're tall, so you must be a ball player. Let alone that this person could have the most brilliantest mind in the world. We're only looking at the outside. That he's tall enough to play basketball. Or he's wide enough and he's strong enough to play football. And then when he finally does get recognized for who he is, an Avenger, all the bank manager wants to do is take pictures with him. Instead of discussing the business at hand. And then when he finally discussed the business at hand, he says, I can't help you. I don't know if the bank manager even looked at what they were doing with their lives, how they want their business plan, which according to Sam during the interview, it was ironclad. But this bank manager still chose to reject it, given the excuse Oh, there's so many people coming back from being dusted or blipped that they can't keep up. Which, in my mind, as an African-American woman, I see as more something totally different. And if you're listening to this, some people would have already put that judgment one and two together. But what the funny thing about this whole series is, and that's just one thing. The funny thing about this whole series, if you haven't watched it, I do strongly. I do strongly suggest that you do. Is that, um, is looking at. How we perceive each other. And this subject, this, this theme is so un, is so weaved through the whole story that you're just like, is this how I perceive this person or is this person perceiving me that way? And I think the only two characters in the whole series that doesn't see each other as a black man or a weapon is the lead characters, which is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They see each other as human, as a person. And many of us don't see each other as a person. And that's the scary part about this whole situation we're going through now. Thanks to the last four years and real, real, and I do mean real. And when I say real, I mean videotaped evidence of 
how we treat each other, how we see each other, how we speak of each other. It's starting to wake, it's starting to prove the case that many African Americans have said over and over and over again. You do not see me as a human. You do not see me as a person. I am a thing. Now, being a woman, I get this type of curiosity from men. And the curiosity is, I'm black. So you'll have men from other races that want to sample what a black woman is like. Or I'll get men who are like, I want to sample what it's like to be with a full-figured woman. And often I feel disgusted. And we ask ourselves, why? I feel disgusted because you don't see me as a human. And a human, in my book, is someone who has feelings, someone who is willing to share their world with you. You don't want a conversation with me. You just want to sleep with me so that you can get your curiosity over and done with. And then when you feel like you have that curiosity again, you're going to call me up again and say the same thing. It disgusts me that we don't see humanity anymore. What we see is what's outside the box. And we don't want to get deeper. And what I mean deeper is I want to know if I am your friend. What was it like for you as a child? Have you ever ran across certain things? Because we need to learn from each other. That's how we get deeper. And that's how we realize That man who sits across from me or that woman that's sitting next to me or that child that I see on the left of me, that you're human. I know you're breathing. I know you're seeing. I know you're touching. I know you're tasting. But that's just the surface stuff. Can we get a little deeper? Can we discuss things on a deeper level? But the problem is, with our new humanity, we don't want to go that deep. We don't want to know why that person does the things they do. Mainly because we're not patient enough to listen. Or we only care about what's going on in our lives. And we want the world to only care about that too. I feel that as a human, you should care about what's going on with other people. You should care about what's going on in the world. 
and how we handle each other. And when I say handle, I mean not just, oh, how do I handle this black person or how do I handle this white person? I mean, how do we handle working together? That's the only way we're going to get through these things. That's the only way we're going to get through this pandemic. The only way we're going to get out of all these little society norms or troubles or issues that we have. We have to do it together. It can't be just one race or one group of people to do everything. So how do you get deeper? That's the question. How do you get deeper? How do you define your humanity? Humanity is different for every different person on this planet. Let's, I mean, we're getting into the real tea now because we're really sitting down there saying, oh, this is an issue. We can no longer be blinded by what's going on in the world. We have to embrace it and then try to figure out how we fit in the picture. I think a lot of people are just sitting out on the sidelines and just hoping somebody else can solve that problem. I just want to watch as if it's a movie on TV. Or I just want to see the world through whatever is on television, whatever the news say. You know, one thing I do, and it's something that I had learned how to do in high school. And maybe you learned this too and it didn't hit you until now. I had a great teacher who often told us we need to question the world. Question everything you see. Now, my mother told me the same thing. But, you know, as a teenager, I think parents just don't understand. And they don't see the world like I see the world. And I learned in high school that I had to question the world. Question what I'm seeing, feeling, and hearing. So when I got into college, I questioned everything. When I did grad school, I questioned everything. When I went on a job, my bosses either love me or hate me because I questioned everything. And that's how we should be because I'm defining who I am as a learning functioning person. And I want to get deeper. It's more than what the surface says. And as... I continue my work. I looked at what brought people to certain points in their lives and how their trauma or their issues affected the people around them. And the person I'm talking about is myself included. And maybe that's why a lot of people don't want to get deeper because they don't want to carry somebody else's trauma because they got a lot of trauma going on in their own selves. And that's fine. That's wonderful. I, I hear you. I raise you. I, 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 I see you. But what it also does not allow us to do is not to make a practical connection with somebody 
so we can further define ourselves and work on our own humanity. I was watching on YouTube today um, The Geek Buddies with John Walker Roca, and it's on his channel. And he and his fellow friends um, rate TV shows and they talk about TV shows and they've been talking about different shows and wrestling and things of that nature. And when they do these shows, it's not 12 minutes. It's not 13 minutes. Sometimes it goes on for two hours. This particular episode, which was talking about episode four of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, went on for two hours and 12 minutes and I think 30 seconds. Or two hours and 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Something like that. It was over two hours. And... Near the end, and I had it in the background while I was doing other things. Near the end, I literally stopped what I was doing and went to my television and watched the exchange. Now, to give you some preface on this, these are four white men. One is gay. Um... And I'm assuming the other three are straight. Uh, And they talk about how representation is important. And how in the latest episode of this show, the black sidekick of the new Captain America died. And how they felt as an audience, they didn't get to know him and didn't get to know what his relationships were like, didn't get to know what kind of man he was. I mean, we got a little inkling of what kind of man he was. He wasn't a bad guy. He was someone who was standing for right, but they felt cheated. And this led into a new conversation about how minorities, gays, lesbians, and women are often portrayed in different genres, especially horror. And how another character on the show, um, Sharon, is being, and I learned a new term, thanks to them, refrigerated. Which is usually used for um, a minority character that is killed in purpose to get the white person's um, character storyline to move forward. So in the case of this TV show, the new Captain America, who is supposedly best friends... um, the sidekick, the black sidekick and best friend died and we didn't know nothing about him to help move along the story of the white Captain America. And uh, I had to sit back and I had to really think about it because I've never heard the term refrigerated for one when in terms of any kind of 
visual or written genre. And secondly, I had to say, you know, we've had a lot of that and we have gone under the radar of what it really is because the the notion of representation in works of fiction and in the media was always there don't get me wrong but has not been very as strong as it is right now so when they said refrigerated i had to think about our humanity are we refrigerating our humanity to fit in or to play a role that is nondescript as this black sidekick of a white Captain America? Or if you're gay, are you truncating yourself or refrigerating your personality and your humanity so that you can play a role in somebody's life? That is a strong statement. That is a strong feeling. We have to really think about that for a second. Are we doing this to ourselves? And it's just playing out on TV? Or in these different genres or methods of art? Because remember, art imitates life and life imitates art. So are we doing this to ourselves? So I want to pose to you, what is your humanity? How do you define it? And it's a question that may take you two minutes to answer. It may take you 50 years to answer. But I just want to start the conversation. I want to start you thinking. And that's what Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast is about. Let's start a conversation. Let's start your thinking. So I want to thank you for spending this time with me and listening to this woman who is talking about things that may not or may trigger something in you. And I do want you to come back. But if you want to reach me, I have ways you can reach me now. So I have an email address. M I M P perfect pod at outlook.com. That's I M P perfect pod at outlook.com, all one word. Or you can come on to our, well, my rather Twitter page, which is. I am P perfect pod on Twitter as I am P perfect pod on Twitter. And I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, let me correct that email address. I just did it today. It's imperfectly perfect pod at outlook.com Imperfectly perfect pod at outlook.com. The, Twitter handle is I am P perfect pod on Twitter. And I want to thank you 
for listening. And please remember, you can email me, you can send me a message on Twitter, or you can always like and subscribe to this channel. Thank you and have a blessed one.